Howdy! Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies. We fight over our favorites. My name is Jesse. And my name is Travis. And today we are going to be discussing Cloverfield, a movie that Jesse doesn't think is a good found footage film, apparently. Nope. Doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I got notes. Okay. Well, we just watched this uh, just a few hours ago, so it's pretty fresh in both of our uh, brains right now. But, um, yeah, what exactly did you not like about this movie? Well, first, let's let's get some of these uh, background facts about the movie out of the way. Right, okay. Uh, we watched it We watched it on Amazon Prime uh, approximately 14 and a half hours before it was taken off, uh, yeah. apparently. Should still be on Hulu. I checked the What's Leaving Hulu list. It's not, and it's not leaving Hulu in February. So. Perfect, yeah. It's a so good time if you want to watch it. it, yeah, watch it on Hulu. Don't watch it on Amazon Prime because by the time we release this, it will be gone. Yeah. Also, good timing because the sequel was just announced yesterday, which is not the reason why we're doing this episode now. I just actually really wanted to watch this movie. I refuse to watch it with him most of the time because I just—it's just such a hard movie to watch. We'll get into that in a minute. Who's the director? And uh, okay, so this Who movie blame for this? is directed by Matt Reeves. Um, I wouldn't really give most of the blame to him. It's true. Um, it's written by Drew Goddard, which you're going to be kicking yourself because this guy's got some writing Oh, credits. I recognize yeah. the name. He did Cabin in the Woods, and he's credited on both Buffy and Angel. I know, that's where I know the name from. Oh. Listen, I, I, I say who do we blame for this facetiously. No. I don't hate the movie. I just hate how the movie is. I love how the movie is. So I'm really curious to kind of get into the details about why exactly you don't like this. But yeah, Cloverfield released back in 2008, so 13 years ago. Oh my um, god. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> um, stars Lizzie Kaplan. Janice Ian! <laughs> TJ Miller. Uh, Deadpool's friend Weasel yeah. Weasel Weasel yes Weasel um, Jessica Lucas Michael David and Michael Vogel all these characters I don't really care about because personally I only really cared about uh, Lizzie Kaplan and TJ Miller Hud and uh, what's her name Marlena Marlena yeah okay so yeah this is a pretty short movie it's short and sweet straight to oh, the God. point um, so yeah, go into detail exactly why you did not like this movie. I just don't think that found footage works as the medium for it throughout the whole movie. I get that the point is to put us into the POV of the characters, so that we're, we, we're feeling like the chaos and terror that they're feeling throughout. Yeah. I get that that's the intention, but it makes it really difficult to watch. And not difficult in the way some scary movies are hard to watch because they're really intense, but just difficult because it's a lot of like movement and shaky cuts and things swinging around and yeah. it it forces a lot of suspension of disbelief that bothers me and it takes away from the story because it's a really good story and i really think that if it was done like bits and pieces so we see some from like a more omniscient third person perspective yeah and then interspersed it with the camera recordings, that would be something. Because the way it starts off, we've got the DOD, like, 
captioning at the beginning, right? Where they're talking about the report of the Cloverfield monster yeah, that was that. spotted. It felt very authentic to me. Yeah, it felt very authentic. And we're led to believe that this is like footage, like this is part of the file on it. Yeah. Which is fine. But we see, like, there are multiple news reports happening and stuff, too. Like, it just seems like that could be utilized to a much better degree to show more of what's happening. It, You know, like, if we're believing that this is real documentation, like a real file, I would think that we would see more footage from different angles, different groups, different perspectives. I don't know. I just don't get it 100%. And there were a lot of leaps in logic that just made no sense to me that I think are a direct result of trying to make this a found footage film. Okay, interesting. Because I kind of feel the exact opposite about that. I feel like the found footage aspect of this movie is what makes it so immersive. Like, that's part of the experience. You're experiencing everything from beginning to finish. Um, And the whole, like, one single, like, piece of footage like outlook like one perspective of it i think is also kind of authentic because it's only like one this is like only one piece of footage that was recovered so we're not getting like the whole thing pieced together i see how that could be a different movie that they could have done but personally i like having like the single like focus narrative just the one take and if they were gonna do that then i think they would need to take away that like dod card at the beginning Instead of making it seem like this is a recovered file that's part of, you know, a larger report. Because if it was part of a larger report, then it would be, we wouldn't have, like, all of this relationship nonsense and, like, all of the stuff at the party at the beginning. It's the thing. It's like, that's why you're getting, like, spliced bits of, like, previous recordings. Like, it's, it's not touched. I know, but if it was going to be in a government file to document what was happening. Why would they edit it? They would cut out the stuff they don't need. No. Yeah. Well, there's even relevant stuff in those bits of uh, footage, too. There's, like, like two moments that are relevant. But still, like, you know, like, I guess it could be an explanation. Like, you don't need everything. Like, you don't need the beginning. No. Like, you know, the whole apartment, like, him just, like, recording her. Yeah, why is in he bed. going around recording her apartment? That's weird and creepy. And then he, like, records her naked in bed while she's asleep. That's not cool. Yeah, I thought that that was kind of weird, too. Also, whose camera is this? We're meant to believe that this is all from a single camera or single tape. Well, no, 2008, it would have been digital. Uh, we're meant to believe that this is all from a single file so is it all the same camera is it all the same sd card like did they borrow rob's sd card so that way he could take it with him to japan i don't know i do know that it makes no sense that there would be like jumping back and forth between april and may the way it does in the movie that's not how that would work okay well now that you've given your thoughts about why you don't like it what did you choose to rate it I rated it a 7 out of 10. 7? Yeah, I really, I like the story. I think it's scary, and it's the type of thing that, you know, I really find myself thinking, what would I do? Yeah. But because I'm thinking, what would I do? I get really fucking annoyed with the characters. So, like, I like the movie. Mm -hmm. I like that we don't see a ton of the monster, just enough for it to be like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? But I just, I hate... I hate that it's all found footage because I it takes away from the story for me. Okay. Well, I'm actually very shocked because I thought that you hated this movie. <laughs> um, 
I rated it a 9 out of 10 because Holy I... Holy shit. Well, yeah, I know. That's pretty high, but, like, I am that high on this movie. I love this movie. I love how immersive it is. Like, I like being put in, like, the shoes of these people and just, like, everything feels so real. Like, all of these shots of New York and, like, catching glimpses of the monster, I just think it's amazing. It's terrifying. Just everything about it just feels real. And it's, like, so not likely to. It's not even, like, any, like close to being real. But, yeah, I think it's amazing. All okay. right, so that brings our uh, pre-discussion average to 8 out of 10. Okay. So our highest rated movie on the podcast so far, somehow. All right, let's see if we can <laughs> get that up a little bit. What? <laughs> okay. Oh. So, yeah, like we said before, the movie starts out with Rob taking the uh, camcorder and he's recording in her dad's apartment um it's her dad's apartment yeah how did you figure that out he said that in the beginning he said it's her dad's apartment he's out of town oh he's like whispering though he's like getting a shot of new york city in the morning so weird yeah and then he takes it to the bedroom and starts having that weird little scene with uh, jessica where he's just i'm jessica isn't that and that might be the actress's name it is the character's it is. name is Beth. Beth. <laughs> and that might not even be Jessica the actor. I don't know why I thought it was Jessica. You were looking at me. Yeah, it might be. You were part imagining of it. <laughs> recording me naked in bed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I even thought that this was kind of weird though. Like this guy's just walking in there yeah. with a like a camcorder just She's recording just his like, naked girlfriend. That's not yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense why they have this footage, but whatever. It's all there as like exposition. I don't really think it's necessary. It really isn't. I feel like that there... Because I was thinking about all of these little cuts from April um, and May. Like, the back and forth between it. And I know that at the end, they're showing that satellite or whatever dropping into the ocean. And it's meant to... You know, we're meant to believe that's where Cloverfield came from. Yeah. Um. So, without having those little cuts, it doesn't make sense. I think they could have put it at the beginning... And nobody would really, like, they'd just be like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, we already know it's a monster film going into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. What were we talking about? Talking about how you know it's a monster movie and how you felt like that wasn't even needed. Yeah, like, so all of Rob and Beth's relationship drama, I get that it's there to make us care about the characters. But I think that there's enough stuff that happens at the party starting the night of. You get enough of that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think this is definitely, like... You know, because we see he's all worked up, his bath coming, and, you know, the beginning of the movie, we're meant to think that they are a couple, and so I was like, oh, did they break up because he's going to Japan? Like, yeah. And, you know, so I'm sitting there thinking that, and like, oh, they were never together, they just slept together, but they've been friends for a long time, and it's this whole thing, and I felt like... You know, like, little moments that happen throughout the movie where they kind of, you know, talk about their friendships and their relationships to each other. Because, you know, you get you get Lily Lily's message to Rob, her going away message, yeah. talking about how she's not officially part of the family, but she's always thought of him as a brother. So, like, you see that they're close. And then that makes sense the way they comfort each other later on when Jason dies um, and why they're all close. And then Marlene is there because she's Lily's friend and HUD has met her and is obviously into her and HUD is Rob's. Like, you get those relationship dynamics strictly from the footage from the night of. Yeah. I I don't think we needed all of that. Like, that was unnecessary exposition. And I wrote in my notes, why do we have all of this stuff from April? Oh, 
to up the runtime because it's a very short film and without it, it might not be considered feature length. Yeah, and I feel like the party scene was played more towards like building up the characters of like the supporting cast. Um, I feel like having like the little pieces of uh, footage spliced throughout the movie though was kind of a nice way to, you know, you're not like it's not putting a lot of exposition in the movie like you're it gets to the point pretty quick and it, it that, that's a way for it to like get all that information in there while like not really taking away from any of the action what really bothers me about it is the framing device of like this seems to be an official file with the dod if that card wasn't there at the beginning i might not have the same gripes with it i'd just be like oh they're just making a found footage film of what would happen if some dumb assholes had a camera the night an entire city was destroyed like that would be fine but now they're trying to make us believe that the dod cares about the relationship drama i just i don't think that they have enough time to edit all of the footage of like every single piece of evidence that they have for this thing they're just filing this shit away and this is one example of like one perspective of that day so i don't really you're not familiar enough with government bureaucracy Maybe not. I don't know. But it, it seems realistic to me. But, yeah, so we got the relationship uh, established there. Yeah, and also it bothers me that they do this handoff with the camera. I think it would have been fine if Lily had been like, Hey, Hudson, do you want to record these messages for your best friend before he goes away? Instead of being like, Jason, you need to record this. And Jason being like, Hey, Hudson, you need to record this. Like, I don't, I just, it felt unnecessary to do this like passing off yeah they, it was really just shoehorned in there to introduce the characters away from the party again it was exposition we didn't need because we could figure out the relationship from the party yeah i will say one of the best parts of the party for me was the soundtrack yeah I man, they had some fucking, good tunes yeah, yeah. i kept <laughs> well first of all beautiful girls came on and beautiful girls came on <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Murderer. beautiful girls came on and uh we had been joking about that very recently like yeah. yeah it was just kind of it's been an inside joke with us and it came on and we we're like hey yeah, we had that we had Clint Eastwood yeah gorillas. no it was not Clint Eastwood no it was yeah you're right it was 19 2000 yeah and then we had I heard Black Keys at one point yeah too. Black Keys yeah. um the dumb song uh Grown So Ugly? Yeah. Oh, man. We just listened to that last I know. night, too. It was so great. Last night, I was like, this is such a... I love the Black Keys. Uh, it, it's kind of similar concept to this podcast. I tease because I care. I just hate the... Got up this morning. Put on my shoes. Tied my shoes. I think it's hilarious. Like, yeah. It's a just... stupid song, but it's intentionally... Okay, <laughs> whatever. It's yeah. enough of the music. Um, Spoon was also in Oh, yeah, Spoon. Yeah, I don't spoon. care I... for Spoon, but I, I like that song a lot. Okay. But yeah, um, but yeah, it was a really good, really good soundtrack, and I thought it was nice to have such a strong soundtrack, considering you really only get that for that first like fifteen minutes. Yeah, there's no the score to yeah. this movie at all. Um, I actually read that you don't hear any like official music for the movie until like an like a minute and thirty seconds past the credits. So yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty much it's very much just you know real. It's real. Yeah, I, and I, I did appreciate that touch yeah. from it, so. But, yeah, I uh, I like how it passes the camera to HUD because it's T.J. Miller. Like, we're basically getting yeah. T.J. Miller yeah, commentary just, throughout the entire They just movie. wanted to make sure that we saw his face so that way you wouldn't be sitting there the whole time going, 
Is that... Is that fucking teacher? That, yeah. Is yeah. that a teacher? <laughs> is that a teacher? <laughs> yeah, so I just... I don't know. It just annoyed me. They could have done it a little bit more gracefully, okay. I think. Uh, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, after that, they get the whole relationship drama. Um, girlfriend or ex-girlfriend brings new guy over to the party named Travis. Travis. I don't appreciate having a bad Travis in this movie. I love it whenever there's a Travis in a scary movie because... It's so rare to see a Travis in movies. It's rare to see Travis's in general, I think. Yeah, and it makes me happy because you see Jesse, Jessica, Jess. You see that a lot in horror movies, and like 99% of the time, they're a character you don't like. Yeah. So it's really nice to have a Travis that we can just be like, fucking Travis. He was a he was put in a very weird situation. Yeah, I'm willing to bet he didn't know about the drama between them. No, and he like, she goes out into the hallway to argue with... Um, uh, what's his name? Rob. Rob. And he's just, like, there. Like, I remember they're, like, walking around in the party. He's just, like, holding two drinks because <laughs> she told him to go get a drink before when she was recording her going away message. I felt bad for the guy. I was gonna say, I could see that being you. Like, yeah. getting in a situation where you're getting a drink for somebody who's, like, I need to go have a fight. And then you're, like, what do I do with the second drink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very relatable. But, yeah, okay, so now they're up on the roof and they're talking uh, about relationship okay. bullshit. Oh, no, yeah, no, they... I thought you were talking about a different roof scene. No, mm. they were out on, like, the balcony or whatever. Or oh, yeah. escape, escape... They're outside. Uh, stair, escape stairs. Yeah. Whatever they're called. Emergency exit I things. Know what you're I don't know. About. I don't... We don't live in a big city. Yeah, so we, we live in a big things. city for Kentucky, which is not saying much. Yeah. So. Um, and then we finally I, get I the... liked that, though, because it, like... So, first of all, I liked seeing Jason and Rob together on screen because I think the actors made believable brothers. Yeah. And then I liked that I, it was such a believable sibling pep talk. Like, uh, yeah. stop being a douchebag. Yeah, she's like, like, she's too good for you. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, yeah, no, I've had those kinds of conversations with my sisters. I, yeah, I, I like it. the characters yeah. in this movie. So, yeah, I feel like it's that's got, another thing. Yeah, it's real, very it's, real. Yeah, it's got realistic um, dialogue. Yeah. Very I just, believable. Yeah. I feel like it could like easily have been improvised. Yeah, I yeah, I have no qualms with that. Yeah. I think they, they did a really effective job of building up those relationships in the party. Like I said, I think you could take away a lot of the other earlier footage and you could still get a really good sense for how these characters mesh together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after we establish everybody, um, they're out there and he's mourning over his past relationship or whatever and then finally we have the initial impact um they think it's an earthquake but it's just like a distant explosion yeah and they hear they hear it was yeah like a bombing or something they're not entirely sure what it is <sighs> this bothered me a lot because they said they considered the fact that it was possibly a terrorist attack yeah and you and i are both at the age that we saw 9-11 yeah. on TV and the news footage live. And it bothered me that their first reaction was to run up to the roof because I just remember watching the news with my mom and her just like sobbing, watching people like jumping out of windows because they're trapped inside of the towers. Yeah. And I've, I don't know. It just, I don't, I didn't understand everybody's decision to run up there because I mean, I know 2008, that's seven years after 9-11, but I still feel like it was, it stayed fresh in people's memory for a long time. Yeah. I, and I'm assuming, especially in New York. It felt kind of 
similar to that, like with the dust, like when all the buildings started collapsing yeah. and all the people were covered in debris. Yeah. So I just, I didn't understand why everybody would think, oh, they think it's a terrorist attack. And then their first response is to run up to the roof, especially because then once, you know, the explosions and bombing or whatever is happening, we're not entirely sure at this point. They all immediately have to run downstairs and they're like stampeding over each other in the stairwell. That's exactly the problem why you don't go up to the roof in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just it. I can see how that's questionable. Yeah, I can see it like and I can understand if this was even set nowadays where I feel like that age group of people would be a lot more removed from it than we maybe are. No, they seemed like well, like yeah, I guess they, adults. they would have been like range. teenagers during that. They were they were older than us. Yeah, I just I don't understand why they ran to the roof. It just it didn't make any sense to me. Okay, I I feel like they were probably just you know acting on instinct, like they want to see what it is exactly. I don't know. I've seen I, so I many videos of like yeah. explosions in cities, like the Beirut explosion. Like yeah. people are just like watching that, like recording it. And, you know, that's just kind of what happens when you have like this technology, people kind of, like, common sense, like, kind of go out the window and they're more interested in, like, capturing. Because that's what uh, HUD is saying throughout the entire time. Oh, my God. This needs to be documented. People need to see this stuff. That's a big part of my problem with it because it just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And, like, they do establish really early on that Hudson is, like, he's a messy bitch. He loves drama. Like, oh, yeah, because he's spreading he really, the rumors. Yeah, he's immediately, he's like, Robin Beth fucked. Yeah. Like, he's so excited to tell everybody. He's just, yeah, he definitely likes the drama and he likes to be, you know, seen as the goofy, interesting guy who's got the hot gossip. Yeah. And I guess, I get that that's why they gave him the camera. To try and make it believable. I just... Hmm. When, when the footage is realistic is in moments like in the stairwell, you know, yeah. where he's getting like pushed down and falls and the camera's falling and stuff. And then that stuff is hard to watch because it's just a bunch of blurry fast cuts. Yeah. This movie is very shaky, for, even for a found footage. Yeah. But then there will be moments where they're all running and the camera is like, I'm not going to say steady, but, like, it's all pointing in one direction. Like, he's running with his arm up the whole time. And you can't run very fast when you're doing that. It's not great. It just doesn't feel like he's running for his life. And it's like, why are you recording running away from the monster if you're trying to footage what's happening? This is the problem with happening? all found footage movies. Like, they all have this issue. Why are they recording like that in the first place? Yeah. At it, least he made his point clear. Like, hey, people need to see this. So it's not like, oh, he's just, like, randomly recording just for his himself. Like, he knows that he's like, uh, But this there's is a bunch of important. parts where people don't need to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, I just, I don't know. It just, it didn't make sense. And it just, it didn't seem entirely authentic, I guess. Okay. Just because, you know, it's got to be one or the other. They had to choose between a watchable film or a believable film, and they kind of took the middle road with both. Yeah, you kind of have to do that with this sort of stuff, though. Like, you can't you can't make it too real, because, I mean, then, like, what's the point? There's no movie. You gotta, yeah. like, make it a movie, like, something watchable. I know, but that's why I think that it would have worked better if we could have gotten, like, some third-person perspective. I, I think I especially thought of this when, um, when Rob's phone dies... 
after, you know, after the bridge has collapsed and Jason has died and Lily's torn up and Rob's in shock. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, God, I, you know, I can at least maybe save Beth. Like, he's just, he's very focused and um, obviously in shock. Like, he's not acknowledging his brother's death. He doesn't do that until they're down in the subway. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I need to go get a phone. People have already broken into the electronics store anyway. So they're in there. HUD is very concerned about getting Rob out of there. Like, he's like, Rob, 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 he's like, Rob. The store's closed. Rob. <laughs> Rob, there's no cashier. How are you going to pay for that phone, Rob? Um, but, uh, you know, I they go into the convenience store at one point before that. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're in the convenience store. At some point, they're in a convenience store. At some point, they're in an electronic store. At, at the whole point when they're trying to run away, they go into various uh They're just places. following Rob. Yeah. yeah, they're just following, and they're trying to stay out of the way. So there's, like, explosions happening. At one point, they're in a convenience store, and I thought of um, This is the End. Yeah. Where, you know, all the apocalypse or whatever starts happening. Uh, when they go to the gas station. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that not, like... The movie, it was a comedy, and this is a horror, but I feel like it captured the chaos of the moment really well. Yeah, it did. And um, I liked how there was, like, brief flashes of the monster. Like, you don't get a full view of what it looks like. You're like, it leaves a lot to the imagination for the first little bit of the movie. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think that the third person, like, the non-found footage aspect of This is the End captured the chaos of the moment just as well as the found footage. Okay. You know, it didn't take me out of the moment not being, like, directly in a character's POV. I feel like for this movie, like, you need to keep it in POV. Like, the whole point is, like, you're right there. Like, you're experiencing this 100%, like, first person through their eyes. And I don't think you would get that if they had any other shots. Like, they kind of have a way of doing that by, like, shooting, like, segments of the news you're getting different perspectives that way but that's what i mean about the dod file like if this is part of the dod file why didn't we not have more news clips interspersed within there i just think it could have been handled a little bit more creatively so that way it's not so clunky and like physically difficult to watch yeah okay yeah it is very physically like i don't normally feel like nauseous from movies but like after watching that movie i kind of had like a little bit of like a headache and well and i was reading online that there were posted notices at theaters when this movie was first released because it was causing like motion sickness in people and i get motion motion sickness and i think that's part of it for for me and i just like i don't like it when i know i have to constantly be looking away from a movie yeah i get that yeah because it kind of did that to me too um, I'll watch this in theaters. I don't remember having a bad experience at the time, but it was uh, it's definitely a little bit much. But maybe that's just kind of part of the authenticity of it. Like, they're not going to keep it steady the entire time. Like, he's, like, running around as a fucking monster, just tearing the city up. You know what it made me think of? What? It made me think of when people go to concerts and they post, like, half the goddamn concert on Snapchat. Yeah. And, like... <clears throat> You know, because I'll, I'll try and look at people's Snapchat or Instagram stories or, you know, whatever. And it's just like 45 video clips of very shitty audio, like not a great angle. The lights are fucking with the phone's camera. It's yeah. like, who is this for? Yeah. Like, 
You could take one 30 second clip and be like, I'm at a cool concert. Mm, suck my dick. Like, you can do that and get the point across. Yeah. And I just, like, I was thinking of that the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you think about HUD and uh, Marlena? I. I. I don't. Everybody in this movie was responding to everything differently right and i can't fault hud too much because you know he's making dumb jokes while they're walking through the subway tunnel at one point and they're like all not feeling it but i was sitting there and i was like that would be me like i would be like do you think we'll see a flaming homeless man like that would be that's something i would realistically talk about if we were in that situation i couldn't tell Um, if he was being serious at that part was like oh you know who superman is (laughs) (laughs) but like i and I mean, he obviously, I mean, he said that he knew who Marlena was when he was talking to her and yeah. he was not He's on her radar. Yeah, he yeah. was not on her radar at all. So I thought his awkward attempts at flirting were fairly realistic. Yeah. Like at one point I was even, after she got bit down in the subway tunnel, I was like, help her clean the wound instead of being like, so man. This is all crazy. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, he was still trying to, like, get his, like, shot in there while she's, like, there just tending to her wounds. Yeah, it was a. I thought that their relationship was more interesting than Rob's and uh, Lily's, or what's their name? Is that Beth. her name? Beth. I don't yeah. know their name. Jason and Lily. Jason was Rob's brother, and Lily was, um, like, the one that, like, threw the party. Yeah, okay. And I, I think we're led to believe they're engaged or close to being engaged. Yeah, I think that's the point, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that um, HUD and Marlena's whole character, like, their relationship was way more engaging than Rob's whole thing. That was one thing I didn't really I care for. I just because you have a thing for Lizzie Kaplan. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe I do, and maybe I just haven't realized it. <laughs> but... I thought that they were both. I mean, I know she's no Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but (laughs) (laughs) it was in Cloverfield Paradox, or not Paradox, uh, Cloverfield Lane, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I like, I like Ten Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield Paradox. I don't like Cloverfield Paradox. I thought that that movie sucked. It was very fucking weird. I like weird. Yeah, it was bad weird though. But yeah, I thought that they. I, I don't know. I didn't really care that much. Like Rob's whole thing was. It was just kind of loose. Like, I don't know. They were, like... They they don't even really have that much of a relationship. Like, they, it didn't even sound like they had, like, a history. They were just friends who hooked up. And he was, like, moving away. Well, no. Um, HUD said at the beginning that they'd been best friends for years. And that he'd been, like, into her since college. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So... But still, that's kind of... They go all the way... But see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, are these are these decisions believable? I honestly, like, if they hadn't hooked up, if it had just been like, oh, she is a core part of our friend group and we need to go save her. That would be more I, believable. Yeah, yeah, I would like it a lot more. And I think it, it wouldn't feel so forced to have that, like, love story in there. Especially because we get a little bit of a hint of that with, like, HUD and Marlena. Yeah. Like, we get their, like, little, we get HUD's awkward flirtations and marlena just being like you know what maybe he will be the last guy on earth who knows yeah. <laughs> i'll give him a chance <laughs> very very shame very much a shame when her head just kind of explodes though <laughs> yeah and then another thing that bothered me that like took away from some of the realism of it is that i just think the power probably would have been out i don't know what the power grids are like in new york 
I was thinking I about that too. I assume they're probably pretty advanced, but like in the subway, the lights just keep flickering. Yeah. And to me, that just seems like it's probably more convenient for the movie than it is yeah, like for sure for reality. And I also wonder how they're the only ones down there. You know what I mean? Because like. On their way to the subway, they pass a bunch of people that are still running away. So it's not like the whole city has been evacuated. Because Manhattan is fucking huge. Yeah. And that so was one I thing just, I saw. Yeah. Like, everything kind of felt empty for it to be New York City during like a major yeah. event happening. Um, I also thought people were way more well behaved than people would actually be like when they're walking on the bridge. Like I, I feel like that I, would be like a stampede. Honestly, I thought of when we were at Shaky Knees and they had to like get us out of Central Park at night. They're like, "All right, time to go," and oh, we're all yeah. just like herded through the three turnstiles they have at the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it made me think of. Now imagine that with a monster, and yeah, yeah it would be way more chaotic. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a, uh, and I also thought. Uh, not to go like back and forth between the movie uh, between events in the movie but I thought it was funny that like the little friend group is in there like we have to get out of Manhattan and then they're like walking with like a whole big group of people in the police are like alright keep going I'm like see Rob maybe you're not so smart after all like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh you thought of the same idea as the police but yeah so those are some of the things that I have issues in terms of realism you okay. know are yeah. these decisions making sense would the power be staying up? Yeah. It just, it's confusing to me. There was one other thing that really caught me off guard, and it it was to the point where I had to Google it afterwards. So when the first, like, huge explosion happens, when they're still trying to get out of Manhattan, like, getting even to the Brooklyn Bridge, um, the Statue of Liberty's head comes flying and lands in the middle of the street. Yeah. And I was like, that seems really small. Because I feel like I've seen... Pictures of people, you know, visiting the Statue of Liberty, and they're, like, up inside her head and everything. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's an issue of perspective. Maybe it's an issue of what their, like, special effects budget is. I don't know. So I looked it up, and uh, <laughs> I'm just going to... I want to credit the special effects artist. But um, apparently, I'm not the only one who had that same thought, because when the trailer came out... Now, first of all, the decapitated head of the Statue of liberty mm-hmm. like in the street that is inspired by john carpenter's escape from new york oh yeah the is, poster is yeah, like that, yeah which i thought you would appreciate um so the statue is actually shown to be 50 percent larger than its actual size uh cg supervisor david vickery said in an interview that many people imagined the head being much bigger than it actually is and that the size was increased due to complaints that the head looked too small in the trailer this is from cloverpedia So, yeah, so I'm not the only person going, that seems way too small. And I get human perspective on things is always wonky, but usually we think things are smaller than they actually are. Like when you look at a stoplight, for example, you would think that it's small, but it's usually like six feet tall. Right. So it it was just kind of amazing to me that it's, I was so far off in how I imagined it. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting too. I would have like imagined it being bigger. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe some of the stuff that I say isn't realistic. Maybe it is more realistic than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah. But it was enough of a sticking point for me that it took me out of the movie. Yeah. Um, Going back to, like, the whole power thing, um, I think that they even had power running in uh, Beth's building when it's, like, tilted over, like, against 
the other building. Yeah, even I don't even know if a generator would still like a backup generator would still be working when you know no, the building I don't think is so broken. I saw yeah, both buildings definitely had like rooms with lights on, and that definitely. What the fuck was the Rob doing trying to get on the elevator? Yeah, well, like they teach you, like okay, there's a fire in the building. You don't take the elevator; you take the stairs because that's what's safe, right? Yeah. What happens if you get on the elevator and it's compromised and it crashes to the ground? Now you're dead, best dead. Like what's happening? Yeah, Rob's not exactly a bright guy. It's pretty queer in this movie because yeah, Jason, he, Jason's right. He is a douchebag. Yeah, he is. A, he is a douchebag. Yeah, he he looks like one too. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely some questionable decisions. Okay, I can see your point. On that, the more we talk yeah. about this. Or, like, okay, so when they're in the tunnel. Yeah. And, you know, HUD is given his, like, nice little nervous talking. I think that's really what it is. is he's trying to break up the tension. He uses humor yeah. as a coping mechanism. I get it. Um, but then they see the rats running. Mm. And they're like, oh, all the rats are running that way. And I was like, you need to run with the rats. The rats are running for a reason. Run yeah. with the rats. Survival instinct. But no. And then that's how Marlena gets bit. Yeah. That's uh, spider monsters, man. That's, that Those were scene, creepy. That, yeah. scene, that scene was super scary. I think that's probably the scariest scene in the whole film. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the most like. But like that well was executed. another thing, is that why, why was HUD still filming in this dark tunnel with the camera when he didn't know the camera had a light or night vision? Because we just see, like, darkness, and they're like, boy, it sure is dark. You still see them, though. You they're, don't see, like, like, what's surrounding them, but, you know, you still see them. But then they're like, oh, the camera has a light. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, come on. You know what I mean? Like, why would he still be running the camera if he thought they weren't going to see anything anyway? Right. That bothered me. Well, thankfully he did, because that got us that scene with the giant yeah. little spider monsters. That scene was intense. Yeah, it was. That was really scary. I honestly thought Lily had died for a minute. Um, yeah. What do you mean, Rolando? No, I thought the the first one dropped on Lily first, didn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then Marlene okay. is the one that got bit. Um, and then they're like, they managed to get into like some department store, right? Yeah. After okay. they decided yeah. to go back out. And they have set up a full-on triage and command center in mm-hmm. there. Which I believe the triage center. Like, yeah. that makes sense to me. The command center with all of the monitors and cameras and hardware that they needed for that. That was, I was like, how did they manage to set all of that up and get it running that quickly? They might have actual contingency plans for stuff like that. Like, I would Maybe. imagine with the, the level of chaos that was going on down there, like... They were definitely directing all as many resources as possible to like Manhattan. Uh, maybe I just because this it has to been very long since all of this started, right? No, or, and like yeah. at that point, like even before then, before they went into the subway, like right before, like that scene where like the monster comes out and like they have the troops and the tanks going down the street and it's just shooting rockets and stuff like that. I thought that scene was awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. it was definitely like very but intense. They clearly had like a. Very immediate response to this thing. And even Which, like... And so... Yeah. And this this brings me to where I see a lot of parallels between this movie and kind of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like these set up kind of triage centers. We've seen that in yeah. New York. They've had, you know, outdoor hospital settings just because their hospitals were overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, we've had issues with um, quarantining. 
Yeah. You know, as soon as they found out Marlena was bit, they're like, quarantine, quarantine, immediately, like, trying to get her away from everyone. Yeah. Um, which was a little bit... I don't understand that, because it didn't seem like she was contagious or but anything. But I think maybe it's just because they didn't know enough about it yet. Maybe. I guess that's true, yeah, because you know? it's very new. And clearly, like, they knew something was going to happen, because her head, like, explodes yeah. immediately. Yeah. She goes, full scanners. Yeah. Um... And then, like, even all the way down to HUD being like, is our government involved in this? Yeah, I like that, too. I yeah. liked that little bit because it felt realistic. Um, I, and I'm not condoning conspiracy theories. Please don't take that away from this. Please, dear God, COVID-19 is real. Take this seriously. But, um, you know, I can see them being like, well, they're responding awfully quickly. They're not yeah. telling us everything. Like, I can see, and I can see how stuff like that comes up as a response. Like, he's even just, like... Saying, I just need to talk. Yeah. He even says that at that point. Or he's going to shit so, his pants. <laughs> yeah. So I I see where that came from him from the moment. And I think sometimes when we hear conspiracy theorists, sometimes it's easier to just talk bullshit than it is to face a scary reality. Yeah. So. But yeah. I just, I thought it was kind of interesting. There are certain movies that watching them nowadays is like... Oh, we're living in a horror movie. Yeah, it makes it puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah. Like, oh shit, this is terrifying. Yeah, like the triage center um, set up. Like I said, I I, I even think about it because we're, you know, Kentucky. Thankfully, um, our governor's had a really good response to everything, and we've been able to not completely overwhelm our hospitals, like in some areas. But even even we're getting close. Yeah. So I I just thought it was. A, Thought those parallels, um, you know, life imitating art and vice versa. Yeah, very much. But yeah, um, so let's just... Can can we talk about the horse? The horse was, yeah. (laughs) That was a thing that I thought was very unrealistic. What the fuck is this horse? And I've seen so many things of horses being so easy to set off. But this horse, it's got a carriage attached to it. It's just walking down the middle of the street. What the hell? I feel like maybe that was, like, some sort of, like, divine intervention. They were, they were just actually filming in New York, and <laughs> a horse just got through like, their oh, barrier. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Gotta throw this in. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was... It's <laughs> like a break intention, I guess, kind of. It was a break intention, but it was also, like, how? Why? How? Yeah. I just... Yeah. Um... Then when they're climbing over to get to Beth's apartment, this is another one of those things that I've got the problem with the found footage where I feel like we're meant to suspend, like the suspension of disbelief is just a little bit too high because we see Lily and Rob are both like grabbing onto the yeah. pipes to climb and it seems like HUD is just like walking on his yeah, feet. Yeah, I noticed that too. It kind of took me off of it a little bit there too. Like, um. that just seemed, and, th- and then we're getting to the point because when they get Beth, they're like, you put down the fucking camera. You know, they're getting to the point where they're getting sick of him almost getting them all killed because of the camera. Yeah. Right? And then even when they get down um, downstairs, they're trying to get to the camera or the helicopter and everything. And they're like, stop worrying about the fucking camera. We're trying to save our lives. Right? Yeah. Like, it killed me because when the helicopter goes down. And also, 
that was a scary ass scene. Oh my god, that was so. Oh realistic. my god. <laughs> yeah, like just to be like in the helicopter as it's going down and actually like that getting was a the really good use of the found footage. Yeah, I love that whole scene too. Like when like it's just like the you see the bomber like just dropping the bombs on the monster and it goes down. Yeah. Like the whole perspective. Yeah, of you that see was it go amazing. down and they're really excited and you think that they're safe and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and it comes for them, knocks them down, and then. This time it's best turn to be like, put down the fucking camera and help me get Rob out. And so they're about to limp away and you see them. And I think that might have almost been a nice final scene. Yeah. But then Hud goes, no, my camera that has inexplicably survived all of this undamaged without a dead battery and without a full memory card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, I got to go get it. And then you see the monster there. And then I thought that would have been a really good ending. That would have been a good ending. It yeah. would have been a really great ending because you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I felt my stomach drop on the camera just, like, pans up to the monster. Oh, yeah. And then the monster, like, the monster isn't even concerned at first. No. But then it's just like... Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, okay, cool. That's the ending. But then Rob goes and gets the fucking camera. I was gonna say yeah, like that's the you're like talking about this whole thing about them giving him shit for the camera the entire time. And I'm like, oh shit, Hus is dead. Okay, I'll get the camera. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, and you know when we heard when the can- when the helicopter crashed and we heard the radio say if you if you hear the air sirens that means you're in range so you know Chekhov's warning message we knew that we were going to be hearing the sirens before the end of the movie yeah um and of course they're hiding under a bridge and those sirens are scary too yeah oh yeah no it was definitely a scary moment yeah um it reminds me of like hearing storm sirens like a that feeling and i don't have a problem with horror movies that don't have a happy ending yeah. Or, you know, where the heroes don't get out alive because I feel like that, you know, that is realistic and it is a, it adds emotion to it. Mm-hmm. And you do feel that same kind of despair that they're feeling right there because they've got that moment where they're there and best like we need to leave, we need to leave. And Rob basically, you know, gives his own eulogy yeah. <laughs> a little bit and has Beth do the same without, you know, so like he's telling her without having to tell her like, you know, we're not making it out alive. Yeah. And that was a good emotional moment that it would have been just as emotional if they were just friends, you know, even just saying, like, I love you as friends. Yeah, you didn't need, like, the connection between the two of them. Yeah, we didn't need to know that they fucked. Like, it's fine. But then that leads me to, how did this camera survive? Yeah, I think that's stupid, too, honestly. Um, (laughs) Like... Well... And stranger things have happened. And, I mean, granted, it's smaller... Maybe as much rubble from the bridge didn't crush it as easily. It could fit, you know, in gaps. But isn't that whole area, like, the entire city is getting leveled. Yeah. So, I don't think it would make it out of that. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I that, And that's, that's, if it was just found footage without the DOD card at the beginning, I could forgive a couple of these things. And that DOD card really it, just yeah, ruined this movie. Yeah, it fucked me up. <laughs> it fucked me up. I See, it set the scene perfectly, I thought. I, I didn't... I, it, it, may, it gave me more questions. Okay. And not in a good way. Well. So. All right, well, it's a short movie, so this is pretty much all there is to talk about the movie. Yeah. Um... How do you feel after hashing it out? 
Okay, uh, let me start. I'm going to say that I'm going to... I think I'm going to drop my rating down to an 8. And I'm actually going to bump mine up to an 8. It just was an 8, wasn't it? It was a 7. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I do think it's, I think it's a really good movie. I have some problems with the suspension of disbelief, but the more we talked, I had more that I liked about it that makes me forgive some of those things a little bit more easily than I might have otherwise. Okay. So our average rating stayed the same. Eight. We're, we're still an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um. So, like, really no improvement, just... Yeah. We both kind of felt a little bit worse and a little bit better about it. Yeah. So, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past couple of episodes and think that I just hate everything, I don't. <laughs> um, Talia's rating. Yeah. Talia is not going to rate it today. Why not? Do you want her to rate it? I feel like it's almost unfair. Why? We, um, so Talia's allergies were acting up and we gave her a Benadryl. So we kind of knocked her out for the count, not intentionally, but she's just been, she's been real stuffy and she's got, she's got known allergy issues. We've got a whole plan worked out with our vet. Don't worry. We're not just, (laughs) we're not just drugging our dog. Um, when we gave her a Benadryl, which made her, um, pretty sleepy and Sunday's normally her sleepy day because we're pretty active on Saturdays, uh, but I will say that she uh, she stayed awake most of the time. And when she slept during it, she was like... Yeah, she was really active. You could place. tell that she was hearing what was happening in the movie. She you was know running what? I along think, in her dreams. I think that she was having one of those like 4D movie experiences <laughs> throughout this. Like She like heard all of, like the bumps and explosion, and she was shaking along with everything. So do we want to say Talia gave it a good rating then? I think she would give it the same rating. I initially gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Talia gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, Which character did you relate to most, Travis? I don't feel like I related to anybody. Um, The person I liked the most was HUD because he was, you know, the funniest. He was the most, uh, I don't know, he was the most, like, believable person, I think. Everybody else just kind of was... Him and uh, Marlene. Marlena. Marlena. Yeah, I liked them both. I think I related the most to HUD. Because I'd be making stupid jokes in the tunnel. That would be you. <laughs> 100%. Oh, my God. There's one other thing that made me laugh in the movie. Another nice little moment of um, broken tension. Yeah. Right after HUD gets attacked by the monster and dies, the camera's autofocus is just going fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And it just, it made me laugh. Um I don't do videos, but I do, you know, like I mess around with photography and so playing the, the autofocus when you just have issues with it, you just have issues. And it was just really <laughs> funny watching it go crazy. <laughs> Another point for authenticity of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think it was, um, I think it was done pretty well. Cool. All right. I'm glad you liked it. I told you before we started it, I was like, you're going to, I think you're going to like this more than you remember. I, I still gonna... hate watching it. Yeah. It's a, it's a beast to. I never said get it was through. a bad movie. I just said I hate watching it. Okay. There's a difference. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Until next time, this has been What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie? All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Put your tongue away in the bus. I want to I want to hear how that sounds <laughs>